Hey everybody, welcome to the weekday chat. We do this every week just to talk a little bit more about the sermon and dive into specific topics. This week we are gonna talk about Jesus, who he is and how he's perceived in our culture. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you in your journey with Christ. Today's podcast comes from our midweek social media broadcast called Weekday Chat. You can tune in live with us on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Enjoy today's podcast. Hey there, my name is Riley Weaver. I'm one of the ministers here at Plainfield Christian Church, and I'm here with Krista Troop. Hey! Krista, it's great to have you on the weekday chat. <laughs> Good to be here. Good to so, be here. Um, you know, on Sunday, Luke talked about Jesus. You know, that's what we should talk about every week. But specifically <laughs> last week, he talked about Jesus, and he talked about John chapter 7. And in this story, we have... Jesus, he goes to Jerusalem for a celebration and he does some teaching and people are like, who is this guy? You know, the crowds, they're asking, who is Jesus? The Pharisees are like, who is Jesus? You know, the Pharisees, they send some guards to arrest Jesus and the guards don't do it. And the Pharisees are like, well, why didn't you arrest him? And they're like, well, he said things that we'd never heard before. Like we couldn't, you know? So, um, you know, after getting all these questions, Jesus finally says, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow within them. So that's who Jesus said he is um, after getting all these questions. And Luke talked about just what that meant for us. You know, what does it mean to believe in Jesus? Um, you know, what does it mean to be thirsty? All those different things. So today, you know, we want to talk a little bit about Jesus you know, there's a lot of people who ask, who is Jesus, just like the people in this story. And, you know, there's a lot of Christian people that ask that question. There's also a lot of people who don't follow Jesus who are asking that question. And I think something that Christians struggle with sometimes is knowing, you know, how to explain Jesus to a person that really doesn't know anything about him. I think for us, you know, we know the Bible, we think about the Bible, so we want to share something from the Bible. And that's not bad, but that might not be the best way to explain Jesus to somebody who's never read the Bible before. So sure. who's Jesus to you? How do you think we can explain this? Um, what, what would you say to all that? Yeah, no, that's such a good question. And I think it's such a common struggle when we address how do we share our faith and we want the ABCD of, you know, first we walk them through the Roman road and then if that doesn't go well, you persist. And But I guess for me and my experience, sharing my faith is building that relationship with someone who I know, anyone, whether they need Jesus or already have Jesus or just need support in their faith, and then sharing my story of how Jesus has impacted, changed flipped my whole life around. Mm -hmm. And I, it reminds me of the word testimony a lot, which is sharing your account of what Jesus has done. And I think it's really easy to argue facts or that archaeological thing that was found and how do you, who do you trust? But mm -hmm. our stories, our, our experience is told from our perspective. And I think people respect the authenticity that you share with them with that. And I think there's it eliminates that opportunity for the tension of, I don't believe in the Bible. Yes. Well, yeah. That's not if, true. If they respect you, they can't disagree with what you're saying and your personal yeah. experience. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, personal testimony obviously is a huge piece of that for me to just sharing what he's done in my life. I mean, 
I'm more of a natural introvert. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just because of who Jesus has called me to be, I'm meeting people all the time. I'm around people who are different than me. And people were always like, oh, that's so cool. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for Jesus. <laughs> I'd be sitting at home by myself reading a book, actually. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I think the the historical account, you know, those, those are cool things yeah. for some people. You know, there's examples from Roman history of people writing about Jesus um, around the time that he was alive. And obviously he's been such a, a key historical figure through history, especially mm -hmm. in Europe. But another thing that I think is so cool about Jesus is just the way that he captivates people. Mm. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Star Wars fan. You know? <laughs> uh, just, just throw it out there. You know, I, I've never, you know, been in a hard situation and thought, what would Master Yoda do? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I mean, there, there is no other figure for me who I want to be like, yeah. who I want to follow, who commands my attention like this. And I'd say for for a lot of people, I mean, you you might follow some famous person, but for most of us, we're not trying to model our lives after that person. Right. For Jesus, we're literally trying to model our lives after him. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I just think that shows how he's different and how he really captivates people. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things Luke talked about on Sunday was uh, Thomas Jefferson and this book, the Jefferson Bible, you know, this this Bible translation that Thomas Jefferson kind of did. And, um, you know, in our, in our history, there's a lot of people who say, you know, America is a Christian nation founded on Christian values, which I think is true to a certain extent. But the sad fact is a lot of our founding fathers really didn't believe some of these things that we believe. And, you know, Thomas Jefferson, for example, in his Jefferson Bible, he took out every sign of divinity. Yeah. Like, you know, Jesus, like there weren't any supernatural things. And I mean, he just reduced Jesus to this historical man, mm -hmm. which is certainly not who we believe he is. And... You know, that, that just kind of gets us into the question of, you know, how how is Jesus perceived in our culture today? Um, and, you know, specifically, what, what are kind of the dangers of intertwining faith and nationalism and, you know, some of these historical things? So can you give us any examples of that? Yeah, I think like several things pop into my mind just bringing up the idea of intertwining Christianity or just the church with nationalism. And I, even farther back than Jefferson, when we think of the Crusades or the Spanish Inquisition or, you know, Constantine, these just really negative dark spots in our history where the church tried to come alongside with the government. And it just didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot to learn from that. And I think a lot of exclusion happens within that. And I think that was the end goal of it was those who weren't in the church were excluded. And the government became a part of that, too. So I, I guess my biggest thing that pops into my head the most is the Great Commission, which mm -hmm. is go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so when we bring in this 
loyalty to our nation and our government that eliminates this giant call on our life and this idea that Christianity is just here in America or it's best here just in America. And so, I mean, I'm sure you've seen that too. I I think missions is a great example of the global church and how detrimental nationalism can be for that. Yeah. I think it's, you know, really dangerous to say Jesus is this or he is that, or if he was alive today, he would do this. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, there's some things that we absolutely believe that Jesus would do, but in his time, I mean, he did everything that people expected him not to do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, you know, my guess is if he came today, there'd be a lot of things that we would be like, whoa, Jesus just did that. (laughs) Did you guys see what Jesus did? Uh, And, yeah, you know, one thing that's near and dear to my heart is obviously, you know, all my Muslim friends and just, you know, Christians being friends with Muslims and having good relations with them. And you mentioned the Crusades. You know, for those who don't know, you know, a couple thousand years, no, not a couple, that's a long time ago, (laughs) about a thousand years ago, you know, these crusades started and basically Christian groups tried to go to, you know, the Holy Land, Israel, and and capture it so that Christian pilgrims could go there. And and, and some of that was for valid reasons, Mm. um, you know, protecting pilgrims who were trying to make a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, but a lot of it ended up getting intertwined with, you know, people just wanting more money and more power and a lot of people got killed. And, you know, that's a conversation that I've had with Muslim friends even to this day. Um, You know, they they struggle with, you know, like if somebody would say, which I I absolutely believe this is not true, by the way, but um, just want to clarify that. But if somebody would say, well, you know, Muslims are terrorists, they'd say, well, what about the Crusades? Mm. Like, what about what Christians did? And, and and because, you know, Christians did that bad thing now for this entire religious group, you know, Christians have this, this negative historical event that keeps people from wanting to know more about Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think this kind of goes hand in hand with all of that. You know, that was thousands of years ago, but all of these government and empires, they fall mm-hmm. and they come and they go. And our, our nation itself is what, a couple hundred years old. Mm-hmm. And I think the juxtaposition is that Jesus said his kingdom will never end and all of these earthly kingdoms will fall. Mm-hmm. And so when we build this alliance with something fleeting, all it is is going to fall and yeah. fail us. I think that's one of the most amazing things about Jesus and who he was who he is is you know in the in the gospels we don't get a story that says you know Jesus had brown hair and you know <laughs> olive skin and you know brown eyes and like he was 6 foot 3 and you, you know we don't have this clear picture of Jesus there's certainly some things that we can guess yeah um because he was an ancient near eastern man um he probably looked a certain way but because there's not a really clear image of who Jesus is, it allows people to really identify with him. Mm-hmm. You know, if you travel the world and you see different pictures of Jesus in different places, he has different skin colors. And yeah. I think that's one of the awesome things about Jesus is so many people around the world can say, you know, this is who Jesus is to me and this is what yeah. he means to me. And I think that's uh, one of the really special things about him. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for joining us today, and I hope this conversation was encouraging or challenging or maybe just got you thinking about some of these topics. 
But yes, we'll see you later. Have a good day. Thank you for listening today. It's our desire to help you grow as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church, would like to attend an online service, or plan an in-person visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you'd like to receive our podcast directly to your device, we encourage you to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.